Are you all peaceful? Did you come here to find peace? Ultimately, that's what brings everyone on the spiritual journey. The peacelessness gets to be too much. One can't handle the anxiety, the despair, the negativity. And one begins to realize that there's no other way but to go within and to rest in peace. It's a very interesting phrase. What they say about those who have died, may you rest in peace. Well, we have to die to the ego if we are going to rest in peace. Especially now in this Kali Yuga world where every stimulus is so not only peaceless, but provoking the peacelessness in you, almost like a snake charmer. It, its intention is to make you more anxious. Most of the art, the music, the films. It's very interesting. If you come here, the music we play <coughs> tends to soothe you. The kirtans, the Gregorian chants, the most religious music, or spiritual music, new age music, is to soothe, it's to help you to calm down and slow down. But if you go out there or listen to the radio, most of the music has the opposite effect, doesn't it? It's a very interesting question on, on why that is, what is going on in the arts and the media. Some students asked me to preview a film called Shutter Island. I made the mistake of doing that today. <laughs> that is probably the worst trip that anyone has. Who's seen that film? Yeah? Okay. Well, I, I may actually inflict it on people Saturday night, so I want to just give you a warning. If you're at all easily destabilized, don't come. Uh, and don't see this film on your own. It's very cleverly made. And I think it's a good idea that it exists uh, for psychiatry students uh, to understand paranoid psychosis. But to put it out there for the public, I think, is psychologically irresponsible. To have made this film, which is the ultimate bad trip that one could be on, from the perspective of a narrator who is in this psychotic state without a frame beyond it of sanity. If you remember the film, uh, I Never Promised You a Rose Garden, you had the frame of the therapist. In this film, you don't have that. And so uh, it's, I think as a, a psychiatrist, should definitely see this film to know what their client is going through. But whether anyone else should, I'm not sure. But then I wonder, why do people pay good money to see films like this? Uh, to be terrified, to be destabilized, to bring up their own nightmares. It's very rare for me to be in a paranoid state, but you, you can't watch that film it, it, without in some way identifying with a narrator who is in that state. So it, it's, it's uh, demonically made to have this effect, which many films today do. It's not that this is so unusual. Uh, it's a, a pretty good example, and Martin Scorsese loves paranoia and uh, inflicting that. But why people pay 
to see films like this and hear music, death rock and all of that and uh, experiences that, uh, that create such states. And what I've come up with is that for most people, this is actually a good trip compared to the one they're on. And they can look at the film and say, wow, has he got problems? I'm actually okay. And because they're getting worse and worse, you know that the general state of most people today is, is pretty bad, pretty disturbed. So that this actually has some kind of a homeopathic uh, remedy function. Uh, and, and I do think that's the case. So if we, if we want to understand it, uh, we have to recognize that structurally the ego is paranoid. And it has fantasies and sometimes actual memories that when they are triggered and they come up, they can uh, cause you to totally collapse, to be devastated, to decompensate, to not be able to support the realization of what you did or what befell you or uh, how the world treated you. And uh, it's especially bad if there's some complicity felt some guilt, some shame about that. Uh, it can be absolutely destructive of one's peace of mind. And so films like this uh, make it very clear that in Kali Yuga, everyone is walking around wounded like this with traumas that are uh, boiling up inside. And the psychiatrists have no real healing tool for this. They have drugs, which can put a Band-Aid over it, but of course the drugs then uh, take away your aliveness. They steal whatever is left of your ability to actually process and heal. A lobotomy, of course, much worse, and they do those today. Electroshocks and all of these kinds of things. They're not healing and talk therapy is way too slow and too dangerous and, and most people have a repression barrier and they can't reach the traumas, let alone feel there's a safe space in which uh, it can be contained because most therapists can't handle the material and the energy field if it does come out. Uh, and, and you can't inflict it on your family, you can't talk about this to most people. What do you do with this? Uh, and of course if you don't, acted out, then it, uh, it develops such an urgency that uh, one has to turn to addictions of some kind or the death drive takes over. So human, humankind in its unkind state is now in a very urgent level of traumatic consciousness. And at a collective level, the only way to process the death drive is to project it out in the form of wars or the form of acting out criminally or psychopathically or that kind of uh, injecting it, projecting it, infecting the other with the poison and getting it out of one's own system. And films aren't a sufficient way to sop up that energy. They just actually make the situation worse. The only way out 
is through dissolving the ego. Because the ego itself is structurally the cause of the anxiety and the despair and the conflicts that are destroying one, tearing one apart, literally, crucifying everyone. Without dissolving the ego and reaching the absolute self, there, there is no healing. To heal means to be whole. But how do you find wholeness? The ego can't find wholeness because it itself is a fragment of the whole. Until the ego returns to the whole, until the drop returns to the ocean and dissolves into it, there is no healing. And so if you're feeling any kind of uh, negative feelings, the only remedy ultimately is the return to God consciousness, to the absolute. And within that idea of return, there's a crossroads that one encounters. One leads to the bliss of the absolute and the other leads to nihilism. It leads to an emptiness that is a, a barrenness. And we have two kinds of spiritual teacher in the world. One who is pointing to the bliss and the light and the power and the joy of God and the other that points uh, to absolute nothingness. And so it's very important that when you let go of the ego and allow it to dissolve, that you recognize there is still an awareness that is witnessing that. So you are still there when your ego has dissolved. You are still there when the mind is completely silent. But when there are no more narratives, who are you that is there? That's the question. The real... Uh, Inquiry that Ramana recommends of who am I only begins after the dissolution of the ego when you know you're not that. You're not the traumatized person, but you're the witness. And then you can begin to ask, but what is this witness that is still there after everything is dissolved and the mind is quiet and there is actually peace? That's when you can find the inner blissful supreme self not stop with the silence and the nothingness but the nothingness can lead you to the all and that's redemption that's salvation there isn't yet salvation in the nothingness this is referred to the one who's in this state is a, a pralayaka it, it's, it's in the pralaya of the dissolution but it's not yet in the return to Shiva. But in that state of returning to the source of power, then, even if the ego hasn't yet been dissolved, the light is there that can overcome the fear of your own anxiety, the fear of your memories, the fear of your your fantasies, the fear of your guilt and your shame. And when you have enough power to overcome that, then you can bring everything from its repressed, unconscious position up to see and be able to forgive yourself and forgive others and to recognize that all of this is God's leela and find the symbolic, literally saving grace 
of why you had to go through that and what you learned from it and be able to return to the archetypal identification the defilement of which led to that kind of karma and then inculcate the virtues and the powers and the qualities of God consciousness in your life in a practical way so that you can live it and through living out the godly identity in the world the good karma, the accumulation of merit that comes from the generosity of spirit that one lives in that state undoes the traumas and the karmic uh, tendency of the traumas to reappear in one's consciousness and then one is healed forever because if the traces, the memory traces, the sanskaras aren't absolutely dissolved they will have their own vector force that will bring about reincarnation and you don't want to come back on the wheel of karma in order to have to face those traumas in some new form in another life and so to dissolve that means to disidentify from the person in the matrix to the intelligence that actually enjoyed that experience because of the learning, the wisdom, the goodness that you gain from processing it and letting it go once and for all. And that's what justifies it and enables you to go on with self-respect, self-esteem that can face God and rejoin God in oneness without a sense of alienation or fear or shame in the face of God. This is the main core of the psychological problem that people face. And so the surrender to God that is the essence of what we're doing here is the essential healing process and act. And if you can do that and let go of all of your defense mechanisms and your hatred of yourself and of the world, then the love and the power of God will flow through you into the world and you will be free and realize that your freedom was always there and that all of this was part of an illusion, a dream, a film that you decided to see and now you can analyze and finally be done having to replay it. So, all it takes is entering into the silence, realizing that the ego with all of its ideas emotions, memories, images is all part of an illusion and that you are the source the light, the power that has gone through this house of mirrors but you are not what you see in the mirror you are the source that is formless, timeless eternal beauty eternal love, eternal joy and the energy of that will literally save your soul and suffering will be at an end. So I hope you choose to do that sincerely. And it won't take time. It can be done very quickly and easily if the surrender is wholehearted.
That's the only key to this. And then you will be an authentic being of light once again. Let's meditate and heal ourselves and heal the world. <laughs>